Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's Monday night and another episode of The Loud Pedal. I am joined with my co-host, Michael Clark Griswold. What's up? And of course, me the mouth. Our special guest is the owner of Bicknell Racing Products, Randy Williamson. Welcome to the show, Randy. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. no problem. Thank you for coming on. So, Randy, what, what got you into uh, building and owning a chassis company? Oh, well, it, it, that goes back a lot of years ago. Um, I was uh, 13 years old, and I was actually hitchhiking to the racetrack, because, of course, back then it was okay to hitchhike, I guess. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. it was myself and my, my, a couple of my buddies around the neighborhood. And um, we would hitchhike to the track, and then if we couldn't get a ride, we'd walk home or hitchhike home, whatever we could do. And we um, met up with, actually, I, I got a chance to meet up with Pete Bicknell. At the track, yeah. and um, he, he lived close to Western Hill where I lived in St. Catharines, and um, he offered to give us a ride home. So, uh, <laughs> next thing you know, he's asking me to come down to the shop and maybe help out. And I was only 13 years old at the time, so um, go down there and did whatever I could do, whether it was sweeping the floor or cleaning up or painting the bumpers, and that's where it started. Now, are you, are you guys still in business together, you and, you and Pete together, or is it? Mostly you. Yeah. No, there's actually three of us right now currently. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's actually like, and this is at the factory where we produce the race cars and the parts. Um, there's um, myself, Pete Becknell, and Bob Slack, and um, we're we're all one third owners of the factory. Um, Pete Pete was going to get out there for a while. We brought Bob Slack in in 2007. Um, Bob's notorious for a couple reasons. Um, I always say he's got a famous brother, Roger, but it's more of the Slack family with the racing. Um, his grandfather owned and promoted Cuba Speedway up here in Canada. Okay. And, um, we brought him along in 2007, but he also was known for Slack Boat Carts, which that company still goes on, but Bob doesn't own it anymore. Um, he sold that to Jody Heverin over in, um, I guess, Lockport, New York, is where they, they produce those cars now, the go-karts. Okay. But, um, yeah. So if you, if you see the Slack go karts, that's Bobby Slack. That's our other partner too. So there's Pete, myself, and Bob. Um. So as as of t- I'm sure you at the shop earlier today. As of today, how many chassis have you guys built just this year in 2022? Uh, they were just starting serial number 223. Wow. Since, um, basically, our release date is is basically last week of of August first of September is when we start releasing our new cars. Kind okay. of based around the, the automotive industry. That's kind of where they do it, too. And okay. a lot okay. of my customers will, will order new cars for um, Syracuse. Or, well, okay. Syracuse, Oswego now, naturally. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or, or, the, or the big paying shows. Like, you know, the ones like, you know, the Victoria 200. Well, the famous Victoria 200, which is now the Outlaw 200. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of customers will order new, fresh equipment for those for those big shows. You know, and or Oswego. So yeah, so we're we're like you know I said we're building the serial number two twenty three today. Um, 
that by the end of the week we'll have 232 about finished. Uh, or just, yeah, 242. Sorry, um, we're doing about probably between 10 and 12 a week. It depends on the week. It depends on the weather. We um, oh, wow. we got to hit oh, with wow. a pretty, pretty bad snowstorm about two three weeks ago, and um, out of 37 employees at the factory, we only we only had seven show up. So oh that was wow. That's that's uh, that's really cranking out some race cars there. Oof, Twelve a week. Now, yeah. Uh, yeah. On a on a year to year basis, uh, what's what's the determining factor on on what changes from year to year on the chassis? Is that you know feedback you get back from drivers and crews and all that, or just stuff you guys pick up on? How does that work? It's it's pretty well everything. Um, okay. We are always willing to listen to a customer naturally. Um, We've been very fortunate to be surrounded by some great drivers. That's for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, throughout a lot of throughout a lot of years of racing, like I mean, I can remember um, getting a phone call from a guy like Bob McCready who wanted to buy a car, and I thought that was just amazing because, uh, you know, to to my knowledge, he either grew up with a Knizel car or a Troyer car. Oh, yeah. and when we got the phone call from him, that was back in like, you know oh three oh four area. I thought, boy, this is this is good, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but we. We do listen to all of our customers. You know, naturally, we're very fortunate, you know, with, I feel, the one-two punch, which is um, Friesen and Shepard, and, again, in no particular order, and that, um, you know, we're very fortunate to work with both those guys. Um, and, you know, naturally, we've got a lot of good runners down your area, you know, the, the PA Tour or New Egypt and Bridgeport. We're very fortunate to have a lot of good drivers in our cars. We'll listen to them and have a, hear what they have to say and um, discuss any possibility of changes. Um, right you know, and, and then run from there um and then naturally bob slack um he's he brought some new influx into our business when he came along in 2007 because pete and myself were pretty busy with the shop and then we also owned Maryville speedway at the time from 2003 till i think it was 2016 we sold it and okay. um so that was keep that was keeping us pretty busy on that avenue so we decided to uh, bring Bob along, and, and and he's brought some new blood into the company now. That's for sure. Yeah, it seems like you guys are extremely busy. I mean, from August or September to now, 200 and some cars. And it's just, I mean, obviously, race cars are always getting wrecked. So there's always going to be a need for new ones and, and uh, you know, the new stuff every year. Uh, is there ever any uh, changes in the chassis that have to do with maybe – rules from you know sanctioning bodies um there has been but not too bad i mean our our main chassis believe it or not and, and you're gonna think this is crazy but um when we first built this mid-rail car back in 2099 2000 area um our side cockpit body panels still fit from a 2000 car till today okay oh wow so we haven't re- haven't reinvented the wheel if you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely keep it simple um yeah keep it simple you know, and, and the nice thing about that is customers can use panels from last year's cars to new cars um, without yeah. having to spend a lot on stuff like that. So you know, we've, we've got a pretty basic body, I would say, but naturally I think it's proven itself as being very effective on the racetrack. So um, we do fine-tune some stuff here and there, like, you know, times when we do think we need to finesse something, but we also don't, like I'm fortunate to have my son in the body shop with us too when he's not racing. Um, he's been able to help out with some ideas and stuff like that too, as well, which is nice. Uh, now, if somebody orders for their first time one of your chassis, do you guys give them like a basic setup for that car? Yeah, um, 
We okay. also give them a, a, a nice setup book, which um, uh, one of my, basically my left-hand man at the shop, Teddy Curvin. Um, Teddy's in charge of basically our computers, our uh, internet deal, um, catalogs. We, we supply each customer with our setup book. And in that setup book, it gives a lot of good basic information. Um, you know, naturally, racing's turned a different corner here in the last three, five years with this, uh-huh. you know, short link coilover car here in general, uh-huh. um, where now people are looking at, you know, uh, more homework, I guess. But also, my the most important thing, I think, is that the customer or the driver has to understand the race car and what he needs it to do. Um, because I'm sure I could give you a setup that Matt Shepard wins with a lot. Um, yeah, and, but and put it on race car, and maybe not everybody can drive that car. You know, right? So, um, no. you know, it's 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 important if you can get access to a spring smasher these days and understand, you know, basically what our load is and what our extension loads are in all four corners. Um, and I get it constantly where customers, when I'm talking to them, and I'll talk about right, right rear extension load, and they'll say to me, well, that doesn't matter because I'm never really rolling off the right rear. Well, that, that has a lot to do with your load in general. So, mm-hmm. um, it, but it's been good. I mean, we're very, like I said, we're very, very fortunate to have a lot of good drivers in our hot rods, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I feel like there's so many drivers that have, you know, made the switch recently. Um, how, how much racing do you actually get to watch, uh, you know, or does this, does the shop tie you up pretty pretty good, or do you take make sure you take some time to watch a good bit of racing? No, I I, I watch a lot of racing. Um, the, the thing is, as we get older, um, my wife Tracy, who also works at the shop, she um she she requests some some downtime every now and again. So I got, we got you. a new camper last yeah. year. got a new camper last year, and we're planning on hopefully going out east this year, uh, which is something we've never done before because. Uh, of racing you know i've always been at the racetrack on friday saturday and sunday nights usually and then um i've all prior to covid i was pretty well hitting every tour show and uh, a lot of the short track super series shows as well but then when covid hit basically borders shut down and um, long story short i stayed home for probably about a year watching the races on tv and and uh fortunate to have dirt vision and and flow racing and that that i can still watch from home and i found right, that uh-huh. actually beneficial beneficial believe it or not because when i go to the racetrack the, the disadvantage i would say would be i get to watch the cars one-on-one and maybe go, go and look at the cars one-on-one but uh the the only thing is that when i'm talking to a customer after say the first heat and we can be back at the race car trailer i don't get to see maybe the second and third heat i try to watch the heats if i can first then i'll go down to see the drivers but sometimes you know you get that phone call that i hey, i need to see you right away so you run down to the car and Plus, we don't get to see the second or third heat that another another driver might need some help on. So oh yeah. Last year, last year being at home watching, you know, um, dirt vision or, or or flow racing or any of those dirt track digest on TV. Um, you know, I was I was able to watch more cars on the racetrack. I would say, you know, and I could be talking on the phone to one driver while I'm still watching the heat race from the second heat or third heat. Wow. Have you guys ever done or do you do any kind of wind tunnel work with your cars? Uh, believe it or not, that's the one thing we've always wanted to do and, and nothing. Um, I've, I've gotten, I've, I've been fortunate throughout the years to know some people, you know, down in the North Carolina area and that, and some of the guys that have teamed up with uh, or worked on some Winston Cup uh, cars. Um, Skids is a good buddy of ours and he pits for Matt Shepard. 
Um, uh, so every time, every time, every now and again, I'm talking to him about some aerodynamic stuff that he's learned. He worked for Ganassi there for a while and, um, you know, giving me some feedback and stuff. And, uh, you know, we haven't really done anything other than just trying it in the racetrack, just because it's, it's sometimes like an engine dyno. You can tell uh-huh. me that that engine 900 horse and 650 foot pounds of torque, but until we try it on the racetrack and put your foot down, you really don't know how that thing's going to go, you know? Um, because I've seen that happen a lot where we get great horsepower numbers and great torque numbers on engines. And the thing maybe don't turn out to be what we thought it was going to be. So I look at that with, uh-huh. with the race bodies. We, we basically look at where our batteries are. Um, we were fortunate when we went to Syracuse, we could always see where our, our dead air was, like, you know, because of the dust that was at the racetrack. Sometimes we get it out yeah. of the but not as much as we used to at, uh, at, at more of a cindered style track. Um. Hold on, I just had a bunch of <laughs> blank. I just went blank there for a second. Oh, do you, Mike, shut down there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, Do you guys have? Do you guys test your own cars, or you like you have your own like uh, like research and development type thing, or is it pretty much just all driver feedback from all the other race teams? No, we probably do. I would say seventy percent in-house testing. Um, okay. You know, we, we basically load test the cars. I mean, Bob's got a good computer program now that he can actually load test and find out where our weak points are, stress the, stress the chassis out on our computer. Um, okay. Based okay. Off of what our thicknesses are and stuff like that. Um, you know, the, back in the, the early days, you know, we would basically put a, a car on a, um, a, a surface plate and we would load it up, like, you know, clamp it down in three spots and load it in another corner and then understand what the load's doing. And then maybe look at changing some tubing and spots to, to make things a little stronger or, or sometimes you, you got to go the opposite direction and make it weaker for the driver that needs a little bit bigger of a uh, setup spread. So we do a lot of that stuff in house too, as well. Uh, you guys sell chassis over to the uh, Australian drivers too, correct? Yeah, a few, um, you know, naturally okay. uh, Kevin and Peter Britton were over there and, and with Billy Colton and, and there was a lot of Twitter cars over there. We, we were fortunate early in the years, um, we sold a, a few race cars over there. I'd probably say maybe about uh, probably eight, ten a year. But then I know when the Troyer over there bought Troyer cars, we do have David Clark that still runs our cars over there, Ray Claridge. There's uh, a few guys that do still run our cars over there, but not as much. But they're struggling having car counts too as well. Um, and I don't think that the um, country of australia is very open right now with the covid deal so mm-hmm. we're all hoping, yeah, to, hoping to get back to a normal year hopefully soon hopefully sooner than later um with uh, uh brett Deo, you know expanding with the short track super series and and racing in more regions so you know and him him going down and starting the, the cajun region with uh louisiana and i think parts of uh, uh texas have you sold any chassis down that direction brand new chassis i know they've bought some some used stuff from guys up here but have you sold any new chassis down that way uh the only guy that really bought any new see the problem is we don't always see the car sales because um we have probably about 10 to 12 good um established dealerships you know car dealerships so sometimes sometimes car could go to a, a dealer um and in turn it could be in a showroom and next thing you know it's on its way down to louisiana um, I gotcha. One fellow that, that, that has bought new cars from us down there has been Brandon Hightower. Um, and then he uh-huh. actually got injured injured last year um, uh-huh. in a bad flip. And, and uh, I, I think he's actually going through 
I, I, we were texting back and forth yesterday. He's actually going through for next surgery, I think, on, on Saturday of this week. So my thoughts are with him for sure. Um, yeah. So he's, he's, had to, he's had to put his helmet aside for right now for the time being. And then um, hopefully he can get back in a, in a hot rod shortly. But not a lot of new cars that I know of going down there. But we do have a lot of customers down there that have bought used cars from, from other customers necessarily, you know, not necessarily up here, but somewhere, like, you know, whether it's Pennsylvania, Jersey. Uh, Connecticut somewhere. So there is, there's a lot of cars of ours down there. Yes. Um, new ones. The, the good thing is that, you know, with Brett doing what he's doing down there is it's expanding the, the need for the cars. The bad thing is it's hard to find used cars right now. Um, as soon as we get a line on a used car, it's pretty well lasted maybe a week or two. And, and it's also the, the price of the used cars has, has gone up in value. Like anything, yep. I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, yep. Supply and demand. Yeah, customers are getting for a used car. They're getting three to thirty-five hundred dollars for a frame, or basically five or six grand, if not more, for a used frame body bumpers, which is good. Wow. Uh, who was the brainchild behind the Bicknell uh, Racing Products tour? Who, who's what? Sorry, sorry, I missed that one. Who, who start? Who, yeah, who was the brainchild? Who came up with the Bicknell uh, Racing Products tour? Believe it or not, that was Ray Basil. And, and Rick Hall. Um, we go back with Rick and, and, and Ray, God, I'm going to think about 1990, maybe. Uh, we were building down two chassis at the time, and, and um, Rick Hall had a dealership there. It's called Hall Safety. And um, Ray Basil was our dealer, dealer in, the, in the area at the time. He worked for Rick. And long story short, they, they discussed that with us because that was kind of the area that wasn't really known like you know not like the Syracuse New York area central New York yeah, area. Um, yeah but we had a lot of good customers over there you know throughout the years and uh, you know naturally the King brothers are are, are probably mm-hmm. on the top over there what's going on with Russ and, and Cooter and, and dad you know still still running and winning races um you know we've had the shingle deckers over there Brian Sportslander yep. there's a lot yep. of them that, um have certainly and, and naturally Rick passed away probably about two years ago now unfortunately of cancer, but uh, he was the one that, that started that BRP tour, and that's that name still carries a lot of clout in racing. Now, uh, the BRP tour is it is it uh, is it only for Bicknell chassis, or is it open to everybody? No, it's actually open to everybody. We uh, okay. We actually spon- we sponsor the tour for a financial um, uh, package, right. and uh, doing is. We do ask that everybody runs our decal, whether they got a BRP car or a Toyota car or a Teal car. You know, hopefully they've got a, a, our decal on the car. We actually also sponsor them for a, um, a, a cage, uh, a frame. That okay. At the um, at the year end, you've got to have I think perfect attendance. But if you have perfect okay. attendance at, the, at, the, at their tour, your name goes into a reverse bra, and then they go back. and, and It doesn't matter if you got a BRP car or a Toyota car, decam car, Hickcap car, whatever you got. They'll um they'll put your name in the hat and and hopefully you're there at the end. That's pretty cool. That's when a free, cool, when a free, when yeah. a free chassis. Yep. That goes a long way. Actually, um, Rex King Senior won it this year, so that was pretty good. Yeah. Who's bought the most cars from you? Oh God, if you if you probably go, you know, day one to to now. I would have to think probably Mike Romano, Andy Speed Shop. Um, okay. You know, we've gone through some years down there at whether it's been Fonda or or 
um, Malta or Lebanon Valley where our tires were really good and then our tires were okay and just average and then all of a sudden real good and then average again. And uh, fortunately right now we're, we're, we're on the good end of it right now. Um, mm-hmm. Mike, Mike's usually probably hard to say, but probably, you know, average of 25 a year, 30 a year, I would say. Um, we've got, we've got a couple Quebec teams too, as well, that, that do very well for us. Um, there's SD performance and there's uh, Bernier brothers up there. They do very good. They're mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. pushing about between those two dealerships. I bet you probably 75 to 80 cars going that way this year. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's like two thirds of your business right there. Yeah. 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 That's it, like I said too. We do sell a lot of cars in Canada um, still. Uh, but meanwhile, probably I would say 75% would come that way usually. Now, um, do you, do you ever get to travel with Matt and watch him race at all? When, you know, when he comes down into the States and stuff? Naturally in the last two years, no. <laughs> Um, right. Okay. It, yeah. Prior to that, prior to that, yeah, I pretty well. But again, I look at it this way: I go there, I might drive down with him, and go to the racetrack and spend about probably five or ten minutes talking to the '88 team or the Barrett Three Car or the Coke and Wentz team. And um, after I've spent my five or ten minutes with those guys, I move on to my customers. I got and, you. Um, okay. I'll, I'll probably go back there for a coffee or something like that. Spots always got some in the '88 car, or Jeff Grant's always got coffee available. Go in there for a coffee or something like that, or and the night naturally a beer, you know, but, yeah. um, I, I try to go with him as much as I can. Um, the business has gotten this to the point where we're so busy at the business that it's hard to sometimes get out away from the business. But, um, I do enjoy going with him and watching him. Um, but I'm honestly just as happy when he gets beat by three or four BRP cars sometimes too, <laughs> as well. Um, it, 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 it's the key to survive the business end of it first. And, yeah. and, um, his pleasure second, but naturally I'm very proud of him. What he's done. He's, he's done very well. Oh, for himself, yeah. but he's got himself surrounded by some great people too. I would say that. Well, you know, uh, you spoke earlier about, you know, the, the Stuart Friesen and, and Matt Shepard and Brian and I were, we're both actually big fans of Matt and we put him right there with those two guys is, you know, the top talent around. Oh, yeah. So. I, I mean, I'll yeah. go out and say, yeah, your son's probably, he is my favorite driver out there right now. Yeah, he's definitely top three, uh, on this, yeah. in my opinion, in the Northeast. I, I look at, too, the whole circuit. Like, you know, I mean, I can I can look at guys like Peter Britton and Jimmy Phelps and guys like that. that oh, yeah, absolutely, Jimmy, sure. Jimmy, you know, these guys could still show any, way, any night, too. Like Chris Heil, it was nice to see him on the tour last year. Yeah, Chris, uh-huh. yeah, Chris had a good year. You know, Billy Decker, Pat Ward, Larry White. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Um, we've got a lot of great drivers, I think, up, up here and even short track super series as well. Um, oh, know, there's a lot of drivers the on there too. Yeah. Mike Goulart and Von Doren and Howard and all those guys, Strunky. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of good talent. And then you gotta look at the young kids coming up, you know. Um that, that Jankowski. Oh, so some of them young kids that just you, you don't expect them to to be there at the end and all of a sudden they are you know and yeah. um it, it's just amazing uh, uh, the talent that's that's upcoming is what i would say you know yeah for sure absolutely is, is it is it hard for you as a, a chassis owner to go to the track and and you know have to root for all these different guys or are you just kind of looking at it like oh well as long as one of them wins you know we're good <laughs> yeah naturally one thing I don't like to see is I don't like to see 
um, anybody spending money for no reason, you know. Um, uh-huh. I, I think we've gotten the sport pretty good now where most of the customers that we have and even the other competitors all have are, are very good as far as keeping the cars in line. I look at the years. I, I still watch some of them old videos from whether it's Maribel Speedway or Rolling Wheels when, you know, you got a pile up. And, and I don't like dusty racetracks where you can't see. I mean, it's not fair to any driver that's got to start back in the fifth or sixth or tenth row that he's got to start to, to race, you know, um, under a dust shield, yeah. I guess I would say. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I also know sometimes that what we have up here for racetracks is, is a lot better than what I've seen sometimes around the circuit, too. So, um, like I said, we're very fortunate to have, <laughs> I'll have agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Luckily, uh, yeah. Bridgeport's my home of, track, and we don't have yeah, to deal with a whole lot of yeah. dust. Yeah, one of them is I, definitely I, my home track, <laughs> Orange <laughs> County. I love watching. Uh, I love watching race Bridgeport. It, it's quite amazing what Doug's done to that place. Um, oh yeah. So, I mean, I go back to the old big track and and going in and watching races, and it was wide open, you know, at the big track. No doubt about it. But boy, this track yeah. here is it, it's not huge of a racetrack, but right. it's probably the best racing best racing I've seen at Bridgeport ever. Um, is what what they put on now. Um, naturally a lot of slide jobs, which is, oh, yeah. makes it interesting, interesting for the fans. Um, but it's amazing how they can run down the bottom or, or slide job to the top and then, and then crisscross and it's, uh, yeah, very good racing to watch for sure. Well, you know, you might as well just come down for the, the tour race and just hang out. Well, I, I'm hoping the border has relaxed all their, their, um, you know, last year the border was shut down still, and the year before it was shut down. They've opened it up now. I'm just hoping they keep it open yeah. is what I hope for. Um, naturally, I didn't go away there for a year, mostly because I hadn't had my COVID shots yet. I got my COVID shots now, and um, hopefully I can go out and relax and, and see some racing again, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this year is uh, going to be a huge year for modified racing with the, the amount of money that's being paid out, you know, between – you know, super dirt car series and short track super series and just tracks in general with the elite series and all that. Yeah, it's, it's, I was talking to Pochi Jr. there um, probably about a month ago, and Billy and I talk a lot. And um, he was he was saying that he's very fortunate, like my son is, that there's a lot of those big paying shows thanks to Brett Dale and thanks to Dirt, mm-hmm. you know that uh, that uh, and 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 naturally thanks to the promoters themselves in general, you know when. Doug down there is doing some big, big shows at Bridgeport and putting up big money. It's it's certainly nice to see. Um, I'm one that likes a more balanced payoff. Um, it's it's great when people win big money to win. Yes, naturally, it's great if it's Matt Shepard or Stewie winning those big shows or my son, Matt. But I also know that it costs a lot of money for those guys to get there. So you kind of hope they balance out the payoffs, like, you know, oh, yeah. the top 15 or something like that, 15 or 20, you know. Yeah, yeah top-heavy payouts aren't good for the sport. No, it's not. No, I mean, um, like I said, I know I, I, it was it was very fortunate. If I ever did a racetrack again as a promoter, I think I would probably and I, and I had the financial to do it. I would probably do a show for say twenty five to win, and probably three grand to, to qualify. Because I think oh. if you did a, a show for three grand to qualify, you'd probably have one hundred and twenty cars. Oh, yeah. for sure. Easily. Because three grand, yeah, three grand's like a winner's share at a. <clears throat> to win a exactly. feature at a local track on a Saturday, Friday, Saturday night. Yeah, that that would you. I agree yeah. with that. You would get the car count be very huge. Yeah, yeah. 
I know I know that like you know naturally for the guys that are winning a lot, they'd rather see the hundred thousand win shows. But um, you know if 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 you if you did pay three thousand to start, you know, and, and again you'd have to charge a pretty decent entry fee, probably a couple hundred bucks to each team coming in. But um, you know if you um, if you did something like that, there'd be a lot of people there just trying to qualify. Yeah. You can get Hearn to get you the sponsorship. What's that? You can get Brett Hearn to get you the sponsorship. He can bring. <laughs> he's, he, he bought big yeah. money in again to Orange County this year. So it's like 30000 to win the big block championship and like 3000 to win a feature. Yeah, that, I mean, what Brett's done there, so, you know, and, yeah. and Chris Larson is phenomenal what they've done there. I'm happy. Nice. I'm very happy. Yeah. yeah, I'm very happy the old girl's coming back because I've been going yeah. there since yeah. 1970, what, 78? Yeah, I mean, we all got to thank Chris Larson at that point. You know, I mean, naturally. Oh, yeah. Behind, you know, oh, absolutely. Not Chris putting the money in. I don't know who's going to do it, right? Yeah, true. Yeah, that's a hundred. Yeah, you're a hundred percent right on that. I look around, like you know, I see people like John White with Fulton and Burton, and um, you know, Howie Commander with Lebanon Valley, and and yeah. already doing did down there, like you know, Orange County now. Um, naturally, Al Hinky with what he's done at Weedsport. I don't know if you guys have been to Weedsport or not, but you just need to go there once no. just to see what he does at that place. It's phenomenal what he's done there, but. You know, again, hats off to all the, the track promoters that have done a, a great job. Absolutely. Getting get us racetracks again. Now, uh, Randy, we have a, a, a question that we normally ask our drivers, but we'll go ahead and ask you as well. Um, your Mount Rushmore of racing, it can be any driver, any class, living or deceased. Who's your four drivers on your Mount Rushmore? Oh, I, I'm old school. So, I mean, um, you know, naturally I grew up with Pete, racing with Pete, um, uh-huh. part of his pit crew. He probably certainly is, is on that list because he's he's helped me get to where I'm at. I've helped him to get where he's at, too, as well. But, um, you know, but past that, I mean, I look at the old drivers that were Lou Zaros, Dave Lapes. Um, oh, yeah, Fonda. The up up barway here, um, you know, I'm still friends with this guy's son, um, Lloyd Holt, back in the day at, at Rowan Wheels. Uh, Davey Moore, naturally here. These yep. guys were Davey all, Moore. you know, they were all guys that I I grew up watching, um, you know, and 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 admiring too. I mean, Chuck Ely in the 115 Tremont car at the Valley, you know. Yep. Yep. Uh, guys like that. That's that, uh, Carl Fuzzy Van Horn. You know, those yep. are guys that I, I grew up watching. Um, I can remember when we. When we used to go to Syracuse and they had a parlay for um, uh, the uh, the drivers, you could actually bid on your driver and it paid X amount of dollars to win. And um, it was uh, Pete and, and one fellow that still works for us, Ron McKay. They went in on and they bought Howie Kronz for number nine. And we didn't know okay. who Howie Kronz was, but you know, sitting there and actually cheering for him in the in the two hundred was pretty neat because we had we had something to win for. You know, yeah. it was it was. But I mean. I, I, naturally, these these young guys these days that are doing great. I mean, pretty proud of Stu Friesen. Like you know, he's a, a, a he came to my shop. Jamie, his dad, dropped him off. Stu was probably maybe about maybe twelve, and and um, uh, his dad dropped him off. Jamie dropped him off one day and says, "Hey, do you mind working with my son for a bit?" And and he took it in. And I'll tell you what, that kid is a sponge. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he worked with us for a day and. And then, then after after that point, Jamie had a car and he let Stewie drive it a little bit. And I can remember for the first, probably the first um, uh, 
three months that he was racing that car at Ranceville, he was taking the right rear crash guard off of it. And my one welder T-ball helped Stewie out through through the years. And he'd be welding back bumper pockets on for him on, on Saturday morning <laughs> after Ranceville through by Friday night. So, <laughs> But I say with that, that kid's got no fear. Well, I call him a kid, but he's not a kid anymore. But yeah. Yeah, he he doesn't have any fear. Uh, you can see you can see that on on the racetrack for sure. You know, he'll put that car wherever he'll put that yeah, car wherever he needs it to be to get where he needs to be. Definitely well, has a Danny Johnson about. style. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and he grew up admiring Danny too. I I know that. Cause yes, he was always a Danny fan. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell their their racing styles are very similar. Yeah, and you know, you look at that too. Like, you know, Alan Johnson, what he's done throughout his career, it's pretty amazing. Oh yeah. No race, you know, um, so I said we're we're very fortunate to have these people to watch. Forty-eight years. And, uh, and amaze you day day in and day out. What's yeah. amazing about me with Alan Johnson is he has a forty-eight-year consecutive win streak going on. Forty. I am. That's my age. I am 48. So since 1973, the man has won at least one race. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 I can remember him. First time I ever seen Alan at Ranceville, you know, as a young kid. And I think he was probably about 14, maybe 15 and, and racing the big block modifieds, you know, which um, these days a kid comes up and races big block at 14 and 15. You know, they think it's yeah. special, but Alan did it back and that was probably 1978, probably area somewhere on there. If not, if not earlier than that, 76. Yeah. yeah. Now out of the Johnson brothers, who do you think's better? Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not even related to him. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Nice cop out. Are you running for office this year, Randy? <laughs> <laughs> I think the best voice. <laughs> oh, All right, so so no comment on that. Okay. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, I had to. I had to ask and see. I had to I ask. Know. Wow. And you know, there's another guy too. I've, I've been fortunate to know Ronnie Johnson all those years. Knew Jack when he was with us, and um, you know that that story yeah. there with Jack, the race car driver, yeah. and then what he had to go through the last few years. Yeah. You know, he's certainly in a better spot. I've talked to Ronnie a few times about that, but. I know Ronnie still misses him, and uh, like we all do, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. He's a legend. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Like I said, what? Johnson, Lake, all those guys up fond of Speedway those years. Like, um, for, I, I'm Liz. fortunate to know all those guys, that's for sure. Was it, you, was picked it out. you picked a hell of them out, Rushmore. You picked, like, all legends. Yeah, oh, yeah. was it was it Davey Moore that was right. telling us he got kicked out of Fonda? Yeah, David. Yeah, we had the Canadian. Yeah, yeah. We had the yeah. Canadian blast on last year, and he got kicked out of Fonda because he got into a fight with somebody on the racetrack. And the troopers came, so they told him to go home. Yeah, they told him to just keep going up <laughs> eighty-seven and do not stop until you cross the border. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, he was he was a trip. Yeah, he was a, he was yeah. a great interview. So before we let you go, Randy, because I know you're a busy man, is there anybody you would like to thank? Oh, naturally my wife. She's she's stuck behind me since day one. You know, um, this this was actually 1988. It was 1987, I think it was, and so I would have been um, uh, what about 26, 27 years old, and uh, we had some money saved up for a house, living in an apartment, and I came home one day because Pete said to me, "Hey, I want to start a company called Bicknell Racing Parts. What do you think?" and and uh, but it's going to cost you 40 grand to get in 
you know, that was the, the money we had for the house saved up. So I come home, oh. said to the wife, I said, like, you know, um, what do you want to do? You want to buy a house or you want to try and get in business and see if we can better ourselves? And she said, let's gamble. Let's try to try the business. So, you know, nice. actually she's certainly nice. um, been behind me uh, a lot of years. And um, that's why I said I might have to go camping this year and stuff like that to keep her happy too, right? But um, yeah, absolutely. You know, oh, yeah, absolutely. You have to. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, got my son, Matt. He's been behind us, like, you know, helping me get better with the business and that. And then I got a daughter as well. Um, my daughter's um, making me a grandfather for the second time. Two boys she's going to, like, you know, she's, we've got a grandson already, one. I've been bugging on her to, to have a, a race car or a go-kart for him. He's three and a half now. So I think by the, uh, probably four and a half, he should have something in the driveway by then. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, not, not actually all my employees, you know, everybody at BRP that's made this possible. Um, you know, they, they've all worked hard to, to help us to get to be number one right now. So, um, yeah, it's been good. And then and actually anybody that's helped out my son racing to, to, you know, give me a little bit of time away from that so that I didn't have the responsibility of trying to tag him down the highways and, uh, you know, from Wayne Con up here at SW Service Center, uh, Jeff Barrett down there, um, Buzz Chu, like, you know, the spot and all them guys and Johnny Coco, Pete and uh, Paul went, you know, very fortunate. He's had a lot of good rides lately, that's for sure. And it's, it's opened up a little bit of time for me to spend some time with the wife. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Randy, yeah. we appreciate you coming on the show and taking some time out to uh, explain the, uh, the chassis side of racing, which, you know, a lot of fans don't get to listen to or, or hear about. So we, we greatly appreciate it. And, uh, Hopefully you have a great rest of the year. Yeah, well, we appreciate shows like you guys, you know, putting this on. and It, it just promotes racing even better, you know. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. Hey, guys, have a great night, okay? Thank you, yeah, too. you too, Randy. Okay. That was Randy Williamson, co-owner of, go ahead, Mike. Bicknell Racing Products. That was a fun, that was fun. That was very educational. It was cool. Yeah, it's the side of the business that nobody ever hears about, you know, whether you whether you care about it or not, it's still interesting. I get very oh, intrigued to listen yeah. about the, yeah. the technology side of things because I always wonder how things work and, you know, I guess that's what just it natural. Takes. I, I mean, just like I guess how that's it got natural started. from, yeah, I guess that's natural, like as a blue collar worker, like you just, yeah, you, you want to know how things work. Like, you know what I mean? Me and you are tradesmen, so, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, they're trying to figure out how things work, and, uh, you know... The building of it, that's, you know... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the cool part to me. I mean, obviously, racing it is super Oh, yeah, exciting, but, but it's... Yeah, it's everything. So, I don't know if you remember, but the last time we were at Crachin's, they mm-hmm. had a brand new Bicknell there, and I don't know if you it saw, did. but Mike, Mike was showing me... Their big nails come with like a book. It's like building a Lego set, how to put the whole car together. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like the Swanson Blue Book. It sounds like for Raptors. Like here's how and it come here's the yeah. book. Here's how to yeah, use it and all step, that stuff is right there. Yeah, yep. step by step how to put the car together. I think that's that's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know if any other chassis companies are doing that, but uh, we'll find out in the future when we have those other two guys on. Yeah, the three so or four, whatever. Just a just a different point of view for everybody, you know, to see, uh, you know, obviously you see the, the cars on the track and you, you listen to mm-hmm. the interviews with the drivers, but. 
I like the tentacle. Why is the car doing it? Well, because the chassis does this. I love that stuff. Yeah, I do too. And there's a That's lot true. going on with a car. You think some people, oh, if they just go make left hand turn. It's, it's yeah. Talk to somebody who knows inside and out of the car. It's 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 a machine, and every part has to work right for it to do certain things. Yeah, I want to take I want to take those people that are like, oh, they're just driving around in circles. I want to put them in a car and be like. You drive it in circles as good as they do. Let's see it. Let's go ahead. If it's yeah, just driving, right. yeah. if it's just driving in circles, why don't you just go out there and why don't you just drive in circles too and watch them drive circles around your ass? <laughs> yeah, and tell you like go like this. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, we'll have Kevin Golden out there throwing you the blue flag. Oh, I, I have actually. I have an idea. I want to throw by him. The next big block race that or big show he gets to whatever officiate he parachutes in with the double checkers. Well, that'd be the that, Doug that Hoffman Memorial. He could come to it just I think that'd be pretty cool. Or Skylar zip line in or something. Yeah, that would be cool. I'll have to run I'll have to run it by him. Um big news. Alec Jankowski is taking uh he will be running Friday nights as a regular at Utica Rome. Which is great because uh, Utica Rome will be televised on Flow Racing every Friday night yep. this year. Yay, yay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm super excited about that. So that am man, I. Uh, Alex is a he's he's that boy's got some talent. Too, now we're talking about Kyle Larson right now, like being the hottest driver. You, you you've said more than once, and I arguably he's probably the best driver in the world right now. This kid has potential to be that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what he's done on that. He does pretty good on the speedsters and some of the wingless stuff, so I, I just think he's one of those natural phenoms like a Kyle Larson here. You just stick him in a car and he can do shit with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean and and racing up north is only going to make him better, you know? Oh, racing, he's gonna be racing, against, racing yeah. against Matt Shepard every Friday night. And Stuart Friesen, yes, and Stuart. Rocky Warner, and Alan Johnson. I think, wasn't Piketty up there last year? And Je- Jessica's not bad. I, uh, Schilling, like, it's... It's a tough field. Yeah. It is a I tough just named I, I named a legend, two of the best. Andy's Andy's very good. Rocky we know is very good. Yeah. And it, I think the kid I I predict top five points at Utica Rome his first did, year. Did you say Ronnie Johnson? Wasn't Ronnie Johnson racing there Friday nights? Or was I he don't at all remember if he was or not? I think he might have been I there a couple he, shows. He might have stayed down at Albany, Saratoga. I might be wrong on that, too. Yeah. some reason, I just – some reason, I, I feel like he was there. He might have been there just for, like, specials or something. Yeah. Remember, that's, for some reason, yeah. I remember seeing him running. I think he stayed running. in Albany. I think he stayed yeah, in he, Albany. Yeah, he might have. And Alex, I believe, is doing both north and south regions this year in the short track super series. He is. That he is. I mean, you were texting back and forth yesterday, and I said – He's going to do top five at Utica Rome, top five in the north, top five in the south. And points at the end of it when it's all said yeah. and done and over with. That's my opinion. I, I think don't, the kid is that good. I see him getting a top five in the north series points, but I don't see a top five in the south. Okay. I think the south region is closer. It's. I think the south region is tougher. Do you? I do. Uh, I, I do, but it, it's kind of weird because it's the South region. It's it's North guys that make it are making it <laughs> yeah. tough. 
Yeah, but you pick up some of their locals, though. You get yeah. some of their regulars, though. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I think I... I mean, they go to Woodhall. Woodhall's tough. That's Van Pell and uh, Donnie Lawson, I think his name is... Uh, Accord, Accord's that's a tough little track for anybody. Um, I don't know yeah. if Orange County are they doing it besides the Elite Series? They got anything else on the schedule for Dale? Well, see, that, see, that's what I don't know. Does the so like does the Elite Series also count towards points in the regular North and South? Because Georgetown's no, Georgetown's normally the first race of the year for the South Series, but now it's yeah, an Elite. Because, now it's an Elite race. So does that still count know. as points for Elite and for the South Series? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have. I, I'm thinking it does. Actually, let me see if I can pull up the schedule real quick. And I don't I'll know, do Sal. I don't. I don't. I, I think they're kind of, they might be the same to me now. That I'm. I'm starting to think. Think about it. Same as what? I, talent wise, I mean, just as tough, either or. Because now yeah. both both guys, both North and South. I mean, if you're a regular, it's kind of. They're doing both, and it's like the same uh, kick-ass, in my opinion, kick-ass group of drivers in both of them. Well, here's here's my opinion. I, well, I here's, here's why I think the South is tougher, because the points were a lot closer this year in the South than they were the North. Shepard yeah, ran away that, Shepherd ran away with the points in the North this past year. That could, that, it could, both could be closer. It could do a flip-flop North, yeah, close, it, South, and yeah, run away. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying, though. I don't know. I, I they run. I, they seem to run the bigger. Tra- uh, the tracks are bigger down in the south than they are up the north. They are, with the exception of like, with the exception of like Orange County and I think Utica Groms a half. Utica Groms a half. Fonda, and Fonda's a half. And Fonda's tough as it is anyway. So I don't. Uh, Fonda's just a tough track. Does I don't doesn't matter who you are. Even Matt Shepard said, you know, Fonda's a tough track. You don't just oh, yeah, go yeah. there your first time and be like, oh, I'm going to win. It does not yeah, happen. Yeah, no, no, no. Absolutely not. So I, I I don't know. I think they equal out, in my opinion, the more I'm thinking about it. But yeah, so right. it looks like the looks like the Elite Series are also doubling up as uh, the uh, points. For for, each. Yeah. So three and three, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, well... Well, no, because the Cherokee one doesn't count towards any points. So it's five. Except, except, be... except for except for the Elite Series, it counts towards Elite Series points, but it doesn't count for South Series points. All right, so Georgetown will count as a South Series point race. Yeah, and Correct. then because and then counting as a North. Yeah, probably because Port Port and Royals Port Royals counting for South. Yeah, Port Royal's and then, for Fon- South. and then the other big race at Fonda would be counting towards the north. I, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then so so South Carolina Cherokee standing all by herself, just just an elite only. Yep. All right. So it's so well we we don't know about Orange County. So oh, let's say Orange County. So it'd be three races north count towards. Yeah, two races south. Two. Might just make Cherokee a South Regional point too. It's South. It doesn't get any more South than that. I I think I think, he, I, think he, I think it's because, and this is just my speculation, is because Battle Car showing up there. Yeah, he doesn't want to chip out his his South Series drivers that can't make it yeah, to yeah. Cherokee. All right, fair, fair enough. All right, that's fair enough. Yeah, and then no, 
no combination event at Big Diamond this year. It's moving to uh, Bloomsburg. Bloomsburg is the the North South combo event. Cool. No, That's no cool. big diamond, then, no big, uh, di- no big diamond race for short track super series this year. So, uh, let me see here. I'll just go over the schedule real quick. So the South series schedules March, March 10th to the 12th is Georgetown. Uh, then the following weekend, Saturday, March 19th at Sealings Grove. The very next right. day, Sunday, March 20th at Port Royal. Uh, oh, it's back to back. Yeah, dude, just like you did last year. Yeah. 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 Um, April 26th is Delaware International for the Diamond State 50. Okay. In May 24th, you have the Dirty Jersey uh, race at New Egypt. Then June 7th is the North South uh, Combination event at Bloomsburg oh. Fair. July 26th is the Bridgeport. Uh, race for the South Jersey shootout. August 30th is Blast the Beach at Georgetown. Then Thursday through Saturday, October 13th through the 15th is the Speed Showcase weekend at Port yeah, Royal. At Port Royal. All right. And and then October 28th through the 29th is Championship weekend at Georgetown. Which closes out the South. Which closes out the South, yep. And then here's the North Series schedule. So, okay, so it looks like uh, Orange County is counting for Elite and North Series points. Okay, so there you go. A- That'd April be the third se- number, race one. Yeah, race one. April 2nd is the first race for the North Series at Orange County. And then May 10th is uh, at Cord Speedway. May 17th, Outlaw, Outlaw Speedway, which should be another good race. And then, obviously, June 7th, the North-South Combination event at Bloomsburg. Yep. yep. Here's a new one for this year. June 19th, Devil's Bowl Speedway. In, in Vermont. Vermont. Yeah. Uh, I'll, be at, I'll be at the Eastern Storm on Father. That's Father's Day. I'll be at Eastern Storm. July 3rd is the Firecracker 50 at Fonda. Mm-hmm. Uh Thursday, July 21st, uh, the Richie Evans remembered at Utica, Rome. Mm-hmm. And then and then right back to you. Oh, wow. Then there's quite a bit of a gap. Not another short track series race until September 4th, which is the New Yorker, which is also Rome. also an elite. An elite series. series. Yep. Now, how many laps is that one? Is that is he doing 100 or is 50, he going 50? 50, it is 50. 50. OK. Yeah. OK. And and then, then we go September 15th through the 17th. We have the Fonda 200 mm-hmm. for 53,000 to win. 53,000. Which is also a North Series points event and an Elite Series and points Elite event. Series. Yep. Okay. And That's... then we go back Friday, October 21st at Orange, or at Orange County for the Hard Clay finale. That's it. Yep. And then a non points of. Yeah, Friday night. Yep. And then uh, a non non points event, uh, September or I'm sorry, October seventh and eighth for the Super Nationals at Afton. Uh, Afton, oh, that's right. That used to be. I thought that was a points race too. And I, well, not anymore. But he's still doing the Super Nationals there. He's still done it, but it's just a non points right. points event. Yep. Ooh, that that's a neat. I like that track. I might have to. I'll figure all this out. 
So oh, right. a lot of racing for Brett from Brett Day of this year. Yeah, I, he's and a lot of sorry, money. He's, sorry, he's the man. He's the man. That he is. That he is. All right. Predictions: North North Region champion will be. <sighs> I mean, I gotta go, Matt Shepard. It's it's hard to go against him for the North. I mean, he dominated the North Series this past year. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna agree with you on that one. South. South. I think our buddy Billy Pouch Jr. is gonna pull it out this year in the South. Yeah, you would be. See, that's what I think too. Elite series, which they're kind of yeah, stir freezing. I'm going. Oh yeah, I fr- yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> which uh, the honest, obvious because honestly, I, I think Williamson. Series, I'm going Williamson. Yeah, it's hard to go against Matt when there's big money like that on the line. But what I'm gonna say is the wild card one is the Fonda is the uh, Fonda 200. Because Stu is obviously he's very good at Fonda. That's the only one that's like the uh, curveball for everybody, the knuckleball. And Shepard's run, runs good there. I, I think that's the knuckleballer. Yeah. I mean, those two one hundred, those, those two two hundred lappers really uh, change things up because anything can happen oh, yeah. in those races. Oh yeah. At, oh, that's, anything. That's a, that's a long I race. Mean, I'm still. St- I think Williamson's doing the whole elite series, isn't he? I believe so. So if he is, I'm picking Williamson. If not, I, I'll go with Shepard. Wow, Man, I just said that. Yeah, I went there. It, <laughs> yeah. So I you went think there. you think you think Matt's gonna win, or you think Matt's gonna win? One T or two T's? <laughs> if one T Matt Williamson <laughs> is doing the least series, I'm going with him. I believe he is. I believe. His All right, then, I'm, then, I'm, then I'm sticking with Williamson. I'm sticking with the Canadian, my buddy. It's, I mean, there's a lot of drivers committed to doing the whole Elite Series. Uh, so, yeah, Billy, I mean, that's Billy a Pals- lot of money not to, to not not go for. <laughs> yeah, Billy Pouch Jr. is committed to the whole series. Um, I think Billy Pouch Jr. does. I think he steals one. And Ryan I think it's going to be – obviously, I'm going to say Georgetown. Yeah. But I say he, he, steals, he, does, he, steal, uh, he steals one in the north. I, I'm going to go out and say it. He does get a Georgetown. I think, I think Georgetown is going to have a huge car count. I think Orange County is going to be packed, too, to be honest that, with you. That race always pulls a lot of cars. It normally mm-hmm. pulls, I think, like yeah, 50, 50 modifies because it's the first race yeah. of the year. And now you add 25000 on the line to win. <laughs> yeah, everybody in who's the who's who is going to get a car together for a shot. Yeah, guys are probably building the car just for the Elite Series. Mm-hmm. All right. I say we pick our home tracks. The Bridgeport Modified Champion of 2022 will be... <laughs> Billy Pouch Jr. Wow. You think his first year there? Yep. I'm going to go with go down. He, it doesn't take, it doesn't take Billy. Billy's one of those guys. No, that doesn't take him long. Yes. No, I agree. And he's, and he's run well there in that 19 mm-hmm. car, the Joel's automotive. Yeah, that's, so now you yes. put him in the Rick Holston car with his illegal heads. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we're going to have, port, no. we're going to have a port gate this year. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. No, I think I, I, think, a, I think Billy I, wins. I, I think it's a close one between Go Down and uh, Billy Junior, and it's going to be uh, Go Down. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be a close, close one too. I think All Billy's right. got enough to dethrone him. 
Orange County's champion, the big block. Orange. It's uh, yeah, it's like it's one of those you got to wait to see who's going to get in kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? I know, I, I, it's going to come down to the last race. Whoever finishes better in the last race. Um, right. So uh, Perego did it last year. I, you got Shepard, Freeze, and Perego. Uh, Guler's good. Guler's going to probably make it because Guler's, Guler's that good. Yeah, yes. Uh, it's, it's tough. Because it's the stupid playoffs. Like, who's going to who's gonna get in and who's going to just not make it? it? It's hard to bet against who's Perego gonna do it? at Orange it's, County. I, yeah, it is. It's really hard to bet against Prego Orange County. So does Prego go back to back? I think so. Oh man, I, I you know what? I, I I sound like a fanboy here, but I'm going with Shepard. I mean, it's I, hard I to said, bet. It's hard to bet against him too. He's got the place. Orange County is no longer Matt Shepard's Achilles' heel. It's not a thorn in his side anymore. No, now it's Fonda. Now it's fun. And now once he figures that out, then you guys are all done. <laughs> the way I the way I look at it, the one of the toughest tracks on the circuit, he figures that out. It's just actually, died. actually Bridge, Bridgeport's kind of an Achilles heel for him. He's never won a Bridgeport. But he's been well. If big, he didn't break big, big track or new track, or yeah. the three or the three eighths mile track that they had there for a year. Yeah, he, he finished yeah. second there on that one. <clears throat> So I sound like uh, a fanboy, so I picked Shepard. Yeah. Um, uh, no, but Perego is he races there every week. Oh, and Anthony's one. Oh, and yeah. Anthony's going to have a good year on the the Four. Super Dirt Series too. He, he's well, in a vintage Salerno car. That he, that guy has no bullshit equipment. All right. So who you got winning for Super Dirt Car Series Championship? I, I want to say Williamson. Does that mean you're gonna say Williamson? <laughs> I want to. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I got Shepard. I mean, he's Mister Mister Eight Time. You know. Yeah, he's going to be Mister. He might be Mister Nine. Now, two rookies are Cooler and Perego. Who gets Rookie of the Year honors? Oof, Perego. Just because he he has more experience. He's he's got. And Vinny Salerno, don't forget. Vinny Salerno had that car on uh, on the circuit in years past, so didn't somebody start it last year? Oh, and then, then he lost that? he lost his ride fairly quickly. Oh, or yeah, was that the year before? No, it was last year. I can't remember who the hell it was though. Kevin, Kevin's, Kevin's, Kevin 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 Root Kevin Root Kevin Root. That's it. Yep, Kevin Root. Yeah, and Prego, ha- I think Prego has some uh, Super Dirt Car Series wins under his belt already. Yeah, he figured they go over to Saratoga at the Fanny Champ. I mean, uh, Orange County's so, having a race there, of course. So, so I, th- I think he wins it just because he already has the experience. A little more. You know, he's been to these tracks a little bit more. Plus, he's in a yeah. Saratoga car with that with as experienced tour racing. Yeah, Goulars, you know, he's he's done the he, things out he, this year. He did the Hoosiers the one year at, at Orange mm-hmm. County in 2019. He did well. But, yeah, yeah, he did well. Points. But it's going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of tracks he's never been to. Yeah, you know? go go with the driver who's got the more of the seat time up here on uh, on the other tracks. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think I think Miller's going to do well. Yeah. I think he's going to get now, a win hold- on the series. 
100 lap. The guy's gotten better in extra distance racing. Yeah, but and, they're not and all, he's very good at saving his equipment. They're not all 100 lappers this year. That's right. all over the That's place. That's right. I'm just saying. Yeah. The Bridgeport race is 100 laps still. I believe. And he's not good at Bridgeport. He's either. not. He's not. He's not good at he's Bridgeport. Not good at, all. at Bridgeport. He's, he needs to have a good but, finish. But Super Dirt Car is racing Big Diamond this year, and Mike Goular is very good at Big Diamond. Michael now, is very, yes, Michael is very good at Big he's, Diamond. He's never raced Hoosiers at Big Diamond, but uh, different tire, harder compound, and a big block. Remember, Super Dirt Car is everything's big block. Yeah, there is there is no small blocks or big small well, blocks. Is. Well, oh, there no, is. yeah. And there it is. It's 358. Yeah, I know. You can't run like this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can, run a, small, you can run a small block. You're, but yeah, mine, you're not, you get, you get you penalized get weight. Yep. Well, in weight, you have to run the same weight as a big block. It's from what? Yeah, uh, something like that. You get dock yeah. points or like, you, I don't know, something like it's, that. Yeah, I get it. They're trying to keep it all big block. I get it. Yeah. Which is cool because it's the only time I get to see big blocks at Bridgeport. I get to see him every week if I want. <laughs> yeah, you do. I don't I have, want. There's no tracks down here that run big blocks every week. No, it's very small block oriented down there, which, whatever. Yeah, it's fine by me. Yeah, it's fine by me. They still put on a good show. So those are our prediction, kids. Those are our predictions. Oh, next Monday night, the newly inducted EMPA Hall of Famer, Donnie Christ Jr., Oh yeah, that should be sure. fun. He's got some. Uh, he's been. He's raced the modifieds, and so is his father. So it should be. Should be a PA posse legend. Blah blah blah. Should be a good interview. It should be fun. All of our interviews different are fun. Us. Yep, and it's different for us. Another classic yeah. car. Another sprint car driver. It gets us out of our uh, our comfort zone, uh, to say. Yeah, and it's fun. We like it. I like sprint cars. I just like them. I prefer mine without a wing on them. Yeah, so do I. But hey, he's third zone. That's it. So, so ready to call it? Yeah. All right. For Michael Clark Griswold, I'm the mouth, and you've been black flag. Shut the f- up.